everyone. Welcome to episode 76 of 15 with Andy, Randy, and Jeff. And welcome again to our Facebook watchers as we begin this episode. And this past week, if you didn't get a chance to or are not in town, you're someone that maybe watches from afar online, things of that nature. We had the barn party and upcoming on the Facebook feed and other social media in the coming days. Check out some of the pictures and the fun that was had this past Saturday afternoon slash evening at our annual barn party. And just make plans that about this time every year this happens. November 10, actually. Next year. All right. Well, we're we're scheduled for November 10th, 2018. So it's just something that you don't want to miss. It's a great opportunity to come out maybe see some people you haven't or meet somebody new and invite some friends along the way. So let's get back to the podcast. And last week, our episode was entitled Christ Alone, which was by Andy, where we decided that the gospel is the news that Jesus Christ has done it. A hearty amen (laughs) for that. So as always, if you haven't listened to it, you can catch the message or the podcast in the Florida Hospital Church mobile app. And you can go and find that at hospitalchurch.org slash F-H-C-A-P-P. And this week, to the glory of God alone, when I was watching the message, I was thinking to myself, the final chapter in the series, Andy, I think I saw you tear up just, (laughs) just a little bit, but... We've basically kind of had our foundations inspected, Mm -hmm. right? I mean, we've taken inventory of what we believe, what we live for, what we believe to be true and righteous, and we're faced with a task that I'm not sure we often really truly sit down and grapple with. And furthermore, when we do lend our time and energy to it, I'm even further unsure that we have more than a fleeting understanding for the glory of God. Sure. So all these things we've been discussing in these last couple of weeks in this Pillars of the Reformation series, this was the fifth and final mm-hmm. installment. So how do we let these things that we've learned shine through our sin-filled and pitiful lives sometimes for the glory of God? And I'm I, I, as soon as you said that, it, just, I, my head was like, what? Yeah. First, what is the glory of God? Well, and, and it's really interesting. It's very tempting to go with what Paul says in Corinthians about whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do it all for the glory of God, which puts all of it back on us. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Great. This should end the well. The attention back, along, back on us. And so... <laughs> No, the, the the glory of God, based at least in this sermon, people may choose to argue with it. That's okay, but um, it comes from where Moses asked for to see God's glory, and so the glory of God is really His goodness. It's who He is. That's what His glory is. Because essentially, we can't really be a part of something if we don't understand it. I mean, we can't do anything for the glory of God. I mean, maybe by accident. But I mean, on a regular basis, if we're trying to be intentional about the way we live our lives and how we interact with people Mm -hmm. and how we shine our light, so to speak, we really have to understand what it is. But can this really happen truly without us truly understanding what we're doing? Other than just, okay, you know, know, Jeff. You know, even the crazy squirrel gets a nut once in a while, right? Sure. Uh, it, it does seem like you would have to have some understanding for intentionality. Okay. Yeah. And what does this accomplish for God? You know, I, or, or does it? I, I, I don't know. I, I think it's. I, I was trying to figure this out actually while I was <laughs> Andy. Andy, we were talking about this this week, and we were saying, you know, this is not an easy sermon because all the other ones are, are easy. I shouldn't say easy, but they 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 make sense from the standpoint of. Faith alone, scripture alone, grace alone, those are all very 
those we we hang on to those because we go yes that we we can resonate with that even in Christ alone because as Christians we're kind of but now the glory of God it kind of gets all of a sudden the initiation of that or the what we you, you're just talking about is how do we do this or what does that mean um, I think we have to go back uh, to the beginning of were were these you know because we're looking at the Reformation times so we're looking at a church that is kind of pulled out of a pagan Rome where glory was given to all of the emperors, all of the, whenever there was a battle general or an emperor, they would always come back and their glory would be to those people. And so there was this understanding that as you pulled out of that pagan area, there was also a tendency for the church leaders uh, to, to grab some of that glory. And I think, this was an idea of the early church to say, hey, this is not – there is no other person that is owed glory except God. Right. And so I, th- as I look at this, I think, oh, so our initiative should be to try to do this. But we can't. And I think Andy you know, painted a very good picture. It's like as much as we could try to bring a glory, but yeah. glory is brought yeah, by good. obedience – and we can't obey. We can't even go one day and, and do this. Well, it's hard enough when you can look at the other four and you can yeah. kind of compartmentalize those like you said. Okay, I, I kind of understand faith and I understand scripture or what it is and maybe how I could interact with it. But this just seems like a completely different yeah. realm. And right from the get-go, I was hoping that the message – would lead us to the story of Moses and his request to witness the glory of sort God. Sort of the man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I liked yeah. how you put that because essentially I was like, ooh, that made me uncomfortable yeah. though when you said it was, well, you kind of shifted right in there. And I'm yeah. like, but a demand. And I'm like, yeah, he's probably right. But that makes me feel uncomfortable that we would maybe, you know, demand something of God. Moses had the gall. <laughs> he did yeah. have the gall. But it's one of my favorite stories in the Bible because, you know, here we have a mortal just like us with a not-so-stellar record, a lot like mm-hmm. us, who not only has a unique one-on-one with God himself that maybe no one else in the Bible really experienced the same way, I don't think, that mm-hmm. Moses and God did. And then seems to think nothing of just asking for more and straight up ask God to, hey, you know, show me your glory. Mm-hmm. Like one of the gutsiest things ever And I always think about that story when you're feeling a little bit like, I don't belong, Mm. or, you know, maybe God, are you listening? And it's almost like, man, maybe should I, you know, should I poke him? (laughs) You know, should I challenge him a little bit? You know, then you're like, oh, wait a minute. Now I sound like one of Job's friends, right? Right. More more so than Moses. Where do I get off, you know, being like (laughs) Moses? But then like, wait a minute, I'm just like Moses. So maybe, maybe I do have that right. And God's reply of, I will cause all of my goodness to pass before you may be one of the greatest phrases in all of the Bible Mm -hmm. to me, because who is Moses that God should be in constant conversation with him, grant requests to see who he is? This makes me smile, because if he listens to Moses, why won't he listen to me or to anyone? But does God still accept those bold requests like Moses did Mm. today in that same way? I mean, maybe not. And exactly this, hey, sure. stand, you know, stay behind the rock, or right. But, but I mean, well, certainly we have we have all of Scripture and have all those stories that can reveal God's glory to us without Him having to step up and do it again, so to speak. So I mean, do, it's really a question: Do we have faith in the story? Do we believe that the, there's an accuracy there that God's goodness is His glory? And if so, you know, would I think God revels in the fact that we want to see His glory, even though we. Like Moses couldn't see it for real, 
I mean, I think God wants a, wants us to understand Him in in in, in many different ways. Matter of fact, as you know, as we look back at this, I think it's I think it's better for us to try to go down that road than it is to you know just kind of live our own lives, not wanting to figure it out, not trying to figure it out, not even trying to know. I think it's I think it's I think God, you know, the the relationship he had with Moses, the relationship he had with Abraham, the relationship he had with Jacob, and you know all these these patriarchs that we look back to. I think that's a way of God telling us. I want to be involved in your life on an everyday basis. I want well, to be able to talk to the you. The success of those patriarchs, so to speak, yeah. or biblical characters, in their relationship with God, to be able to feel like there was a connection and they were mm-hmm. actually giving glory to him, we're living sort of a piece of, at least, the the Jesus life of not my will but yours be done. I mean, that's, you know, no nobody's done it perfectly. Only Christ has done that. But there's pieces where we can feel connections like, okay, yeah, I am willing to surrender my way for your way kind of thing. Well, and I was wondering, as you started to list off the five attributes mm-hmm. of his goodness <laughs> that are his glory, and that's, I don't even know if I completely get that, but <laughs> you know, what do we learn about God? I mean, it's easy to say, well, you know, compassionate, mm-hmm. uh, gracious, patient, abounding in love and abounding in truth. But those are words, right? Unless there's some kind of meaning that we can connect with, and man, this went round and round since I listened to the message and, and I read over the, the manuscript, and I'm I'm asking myself as I'm preparing for today, what about each of those things? Can someone who man, I don't, I don't even think it matters if you're if you're a new Christian or you've you know maybe barely ever been exposed to Christ or if you're a lifelong mm-hmm. believer. I think there's there's got to be something there for us in those because sure. I, I don't think we just immediately recognize like oh compassion oh that's God's glory yeah or you know whoa someone was gracious to me that that's God's glory I, and I don't think we put those two and two together how do we do that more intentionally mm. how do we find those things in I'm, just every day probably just being more intentional <laughs> <laughs> oh man you know ask a silly question get a silly answer that's what my grandpa used to no, say but I mean the, giving some focus to it to think about okay what is it? When I see a person be compassionate, when I see a child be compassionate or an adult or you know, anybody you meet in public, that you see this compassion come out in them, to recognize and to think about that, recognize that, that that's not something that generates from within them. Uh, that's, a, that's a godly character that has, is, is flowing sort of through them for them to be compassionate. Uh, they may not even know God, but if they're compassionate, there's, there's, some, there's a God quality coming out of them. So there's a connection, essentially, even sometimes in the unex- – I don't know, the not the unexpected, but maybe from the unexpected. Mm-hmm. You know, you did something good and you're like – you can maybe just realize that, hey, that was something that – hey, it came from God, like whether you yeah. choose to believe it or you don't <laughs> choose to believe it. But one thing you said that really resonated with me is this whole struggle part, like in the middle – was just like, where are we going? Where are we ending with this? Because I, I'm still stuck on what am I supposed to, what am I gleaning from these five things that I can really grab a hold of today to really wrap my arms around the other four and really just make sure that when we leave this message, we're not just leaving people with, well, I know about faith alone. I've heard yeah. that before. But how do I really understand this glory of God and that I, I, I have a part in this if mm, I want it? Right. And the one thing that you said, and maybe more than anything else in the message that resonated to that point was, you said he is abounding without limit in truth. 
whatever he says is correct and reliable and may be trusted even to the extent of life and death. Whatever he says can be trusted even when we don't understand it. And I was like, okay, doggone it. I thought we were, I thought that was going to help, right? Uh, this seems to have so many applications to the journey, obviously faith being the most obvious, mm-hmm. but how do we internalize, understand, and then apply that even when we well, don't understand it? We like the idea. It's, it's very easy for us to wrap our heads around that when good things come to us, that's for the glory of God. Yeah, okay. Yeah, that's that, that all makes sense. But when we get the bad diagnosis, you know, when our spouse dies, when there's a divorce, when there's an estrangement, when a family doesn't get along with somebody, when someone... When bad things happen, we have a harder time pushing those into the reality that that's for the glory of God as well. And so, like, let's just think about nature. It's when we think about a giant, beautiful sunset, or when I took the helicopter into the into the you know on Waimea Crater there of the where the volcano mm. been, and it's just yeah. dumbfoundingly beautiful. It's easy to say, oh, that's all for the glory of God. But when the mosquitoes buzzing around my ear, you know, and I'm And I want to kill that thing as quick as I possibly can (laughs) to recognize the mosquito is for the glory of God as well. You know, that's how does how does that all put together the picture? We don't know. I just to try to explain how all this mess. But that's exactly why we say glory of God alone, right? Because because the we can't take one and we can't take the other without the other. I should say everything goes back to God. In other words, the God is our creator. He's our, you know, we could go on to the rest of their solas. But this one here is the one that actually says, no, there's nothing that we have, whether it's emotions or pain, sorrow, like you're talking about, or creation. There's nothing that we have that doesn't come from God. So everything is, we give glory to him. And glory, sometimes you're right. I think sometimes we do. We don't like to think of glory in a negative way. Right. But in a sense, the bigger picture is not ours, and so we have to say, "God be the glory." Well, it's a little—it's a little bit look, like looking at Romans eight twenty-eight. You know, we, we, we quote all, that yeah. all things work yeah. together for good yeah. for those yeah. who love the Lord and call according to His purposes, and, and we we say that sort of glibly sometimes, but to realize that wait a second, in the in the very same way, all things in the end will circle around God for His glory—a return to that from which it came, um, so to speak. So no matter what, you can't really get away from it. It's really how we're choosing to interpret everything that happens in our lives and attributing it to God and knowing that even though we don't understand it, somehow he's there leading the charge, taking care of us. And just like the children of Israel, who I'm sure during the 40 years in the wilderness, maybe that's a good analogy. They had no idea. I mean, well, maybe they had an idea that – you know, where they were going eventually, but the day-to-day and during that time, that had to be uh, something where it's like, okay, why is this for the good? Right. And this right. can't be glory. We forget about the origins of the great controversy, that basically you have you have the Trinity here who are totally holy, totally in unity, perfect in every way, and Lucifer says, I want the glory. Yeah. And basically, the rest of the story Mm-hmm. <laughs> the rest yeah. of the story is the, is that battle who deserves and who should be attributed the glory. Ooh. Yeah, and Satan keeps thinking it should be him, and you know, and and he tries to do all the kinds of things. In fact, all of our misunderstandings of God and who He is are really Satan's doing to help him receive the glory and God not get the glory. So it's I mean, <laughs> it's very sinister in so many ways, and and it really is about does do the perfect Trinity who are in total unity and holy and compassionate and full abounding in truth and all those things we just talked about, do they deserve the glory 
or is Satan right and that they're being arbitrary and glory hogs and really he should share the glory? Well, and if you look at it that way, essentially when you go back and you read the Bible, which, you know, it always seems to come back to this thing called balance, where mm-hmm. if we're balancing our lives where we are looking, searching for God, whether that's scripture and prayer, combination of both, right. which probably would be ideal, and trying to just live to the best of our abilities, asking God for help to do that, all those stories share that very that very battle. And yeah. when we get a chance to see the beginning and the end, it should still give us some hope that, hey, yeah. I can't see it because I'm in the middle of it. But if he helped Job, if he got the children of Israel through all this, if he helped Moses, right. he can help me too. And even Romans 1 would tell you, if you don't know any of those stories, you never heard of a Bible or saw a Bible. More people in the history of humanity didn't have scripture than did. Than did. <laughs> right. Yeah. And yeah. so, yeah. but in his natural revelation, I mean, if you just go out and sit and study a flower or a tree or just watch the sky at night, you're called to something beyond yourself. Yeah. You know, it's, it's something bigger. There's design factors there. Whether yeah. you realize it or whether you don't, right. it's, it's there. And I think everyone feels it and maybe just doesn't know how to attribute those mm-hmm. feelings to an entity or to God or to Mother Earth, if you will, right. or, you know, whatever they're their thought processes there. And, and and humans are the ones here in, on our earth that, that can choose to go for the glory themselves. You don't, you don't. Yeah. See, you know. Well, and that, that's usually, the, that's usually the temptation. Sure. Yeah. Of that's, course. That's the whole, that's the whole thing. Yeah. Well, one of the FHC takeaways from this past week asked, how do you feel about only two kinds of people in the end? Those who say to God, your will be done. And those to whom God says in the end, your will be done. Which do you want to be? So my question to you all this week is, in your mind, is this really just a black and white issue or is there a touch of gray in your view? So I'm just curious to see where you fall in that. If you have a story or an idea about how that pertains to what we're talking about today or how you see it, you can reach out to us by using the mobile app. Just click on the media tab and the podcast banner and all the share options are there for you. Finally, from Andy's message, we'll leave you with this. This week, everyone you see is someone God wishes to invite into his glory. Mm. And the more you think about that one little statement right there, the more it makes you consider and ponder. And hopefully it just tugs you a little bit to maybe just think of it in a little bit different manner and realize that everyone we run into every day is still part of that glory. And we're all in this together. So upcoming this week, we're done with the five And maybe we should just be nice. You know? Oh man, <laughs> probably probably the best way to go. Cafe, about it. I was in a little cafe in Atlanta a couple weeks ago, and this lady came around. She gave us all hugs, and I said, "That was so sweet." She said, "Well, it doesn't cost anything to be nice." <laughs> oh man, there you go. Uh, that was great. Uh, this week uh, we are going to talk. We're going to merge into uh, the holiday season and talk about thanks, thankfulness, and Thanksgiving. Thankfulness. So is this a series um, or just no? One just a standalone on Thanksgiving. Then there's a standalone the the Sabbath after Thanksgiving. Where we'll do one of our um, from the heart from the heart. That's right. Okay, and then we go into our Christmas season, and then the Christmas season. Oh man! Well, you know, Herald Angels say say. So (laughs) at this point, you know that the music only gets better from here. The smells only get better, (laughs) and all of those good things wrapped up in the holidays. And my favorite holiday, Thanksgiving. So, Facebook friends, stick around here for just a few minutes. We'll check to see if anyone has been listening, and if you have any questions or comments before signing off, we'll do that. But for podcast land, until next Wednesday in episode 77, this is Randy for Andy, Jeff, Tom, and Stanley saying thanks for joining us, and we will talk to you then.